I'm excited to share the word with you today. Um, and as many of you know, this week was really one of the hardest weeks that our family has ever experienced. And I wouldn't feel right if I didn't take a moment first to just say thank you um, to our church family for loving on us and caring for us and taking care of so many different things um, over the past week. Um, I, uh, um, I, I got to tell you that we are just, we've just been flooded um, with love from you guys, and I just want to say thank you for that. Um, we cannot, um, I can't tell you enough about how much that means to us. You know, it was just a couple weeks ago that you guys had done something for Bethany and I to show us how much you appreciated us, and what I'll tell you is that last week you showed us, really, you did. So thank you. Thank you for that. Um, on another note, <laughs> as you know about me, because um, I've, I've tattled on myself many, many times, I am not a very good person at asking for help. I'm not good at that. I like to just do things um, and just take care of it and figure it out. And, you know, I've had to, uh, you know, Bethany and I are both like that. And we've had to ask God to help us and to guide us through that and to get better at it. And uh, I can remember uh, not too long ago, um, I was doing some work downstairs in the basement. And I think Jimmy was there and I think Chris was there helping me at the time. And uh, um, they were like, they were like, well, what do you want me to do now? And I would tell them something else to do. And they're like, you're just giving us all the crappy jobs. And I was like, yeah, now that I've figured out how to do it, I give you the crappy jobs. That's the way it's supposed to go, I think. Um, but, uh, but you know, um, as, I, as I thought about the word this week and what I really felt like God wanted me to share is it's kind of an interesting, um, it's an interesting word because it's something that Bethany and I talked about all this week. And what I want to talk to you about is many members, one body. Many members, one body. See, for me, from the time that I was young, God had gifted me in some of these leadership qualities, right? And I try to honor him as best as I possibly can with that gift. Now, do I always do everything right? Yes, I do. <laughs> I did not have a cue for you to laugh there, so I was not prepared for that. Um, no, right? Well, I may have right exactly. Well, well, I may, well, I may um, have been gifted with leadership. I wasn't gifted with perfection, right? And none of us were, right? None of us, none of us have have, have reached perfection. None of us will reach that, right? You need, uh, and if if you think for one minute, if you're like, you know what, Tom? Actually, I think you're pretty. Cl listen, go back and listen to all of my old sermons where you can hear me tell all my dirty laundry through all of them. Um, uh, Chris keeps saying, I keep finding more bad things about you every day. And, uh, and that's just the truth, people. Um, and if you can't find enough in there, just go talk to Beth for a little while. She'll tell you some good stuff, I'm sure. I'm sure she's got some great things there. But what's interesting about the word that I feel in my spirit this week is that I saw this word lived out this week. And so what's interesting to me is I'm preaching back to you what I saw you preaching to me all week long which is really interesting and weird, and I don't know if it's going to work, and so you're just going to have to bear with me and uh, cheer me on as we go, okay? Um, so tonight, the message is, is really quite simple. Many members, one body. I'm going to ask you to turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and I'm going to ask you to be patient because I am going to read a whole smidgen of um, scriptures. I don't know if that's the right use of that word or not, but it kind of sounded fun to say smidgen, so I said it. 
First Corinthians 12. We're going to read verses 12 through 27, and then I'm going to come back, and I want to I want to talk about some specific things um, that uh, that I really feel like God was was pulling out and showing me um, this week. In verse 12, it says this: For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor. And our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another, If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. We're going to stop there. Now I know we just read a ton of scripture, but we are going to break this down. We're going to talk about this for a minute. But I I want you to understand this. As I talk about the members of the body, I'm not talking to you about church membership. You really probably won't ever hear me talk about church membership. I just, I just if you believe in Jesus, cool, you're part of that church, so good, good for you. Um, but if we look back on 12 through 14, it says, As the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. The beauty of the body of, the body of Christ is that it is unique. Every single person that's a part of this body has their own unique nature about them. The problem that we find often is that the church has tried to to make people fit into this square hole when they're like the weirdest shape possible. There's no way they're going in that square hole, right? You know, I was talking to someone this week, and I was talking about our church, and and I often say this when I talk about our church. I say what I love about our church is it's so eclectic. We literally have people from all different beliefs, all different backgrounds that literally come together and worship together and are doing incredible things for God together. It is, un, it is literally unbelievable. And as I sat here and I said that to him and I said, you know, I said, honestly, the best way that I describe us is I just say that we're a mutt. We're a little bit of everything, really. And, and I'm like, I'm always like, is that okay? And they're always like, I think that's okay. Um, we're the church of mutt. Um, that would be, that would, Beth, think about that. That might catch some attention if we did that. She's like, no. Um, 
The good thing is since she's sitting in the back, she can't reach me as fast so I could say a whole lot more about it without her knocking me down. (laughs) But when I was describing that to the person, he said to me, you know what that sounds like to me? That sounds like heaven. Because I'm telling you, that's what heaven's going to look like. And so the fact that God has given us this, this amazing place that I believe is going to mirror heaven, where people from different ideas, different backgrounds, different different what, whatever, can come together and be together. I think it's amazing. But I want to go back to the fact that the church for so long has wanted everyone to fit in this cookie-cutter mold of what they say a Christian should look like, should talk like, should dress like, should be like. And I often get in trouble when I go to big, big church events because I don't like to try to fit into the big church crowd. It's very political, if I'm being honest with you. There are lots of suits and ties. I do not wear ties. I stopped wearing ties a long time ago, and I do not wear them. I have a meeting Monday that I'm flying out for, and I literally said to my boss, please tell me you are not wearing a suit and a tie. And he was like, no suits, no ties. And I was like, I'm on board, bro. Um, but, you know, the body of Christ, what, what's happened is we have, we have tried to force people for so long into a mold that is not biblical. Now, I am not saying there are not people that need to be following what the word of God says. That's not the mold I'm talking about. I'm talking about you got to like this specific genre. You got to go to, you know, whatever it is, right, that they've put on people for so long. And I've told you the story about how when God called us to start real church, what he wanted us to do is break the mold of what church planning looked like. And it was so confusing to so many people that we would sit down because we had to meet with a lot of people to explain to them what we wanted to do and get their support and get the big thumbs up from Poppy is the way I always said it. Every time I was going to a meeting, they're like, what do you want me to pray for? Because I was getting approval after approval. I said, I just want the big thumbs up from Poppy. Now, if you don't know what movie that's from, that's from The uh, the Emperor's New Groove. It's a great cartoon flick. Um, and if you're like, oh, he watches it because he has kids, I watched it well before I had kids. I love that movie. <laughs> but in, within this church, one of the things that God told us is that he wanted us to be fluid, right? He wanted us to be willing to move in the way that the Holy Spirit was guiding us to. And I'll be quite honest with you, oh, there's a lot of times that Bethany and I look at each other and we're like, this doesn't make sense. Right? This doesn't make sense. And there are so many, so many things and stories that I could tell you about that. But God didn't want us to just be this cookie cutter church that would look just like all the other churches. And just as we as a church can't be like, individually, we can't be like that. Because if we all look the same and we all talk the same and we all act the same and we all go the same places and all this, guess what? There are a huge, huge, huge group of people that will never see Jesus in our lives. Because we will live a sheltered life and we will hide. And listen, most of the things that they teach you in that environment is hide your imperfections, right? They tell you, just don't let nobody know you struggle with this. Because if they know, you'll be off of this or you won't be allowed to go here or you won't be, whatever it is, right? The church has been reading people's covers and pushing those people aside for far too long. Because when I read this word, this word says the body has how many members? Many. Not one, not five, not ten, not this. This is what the members of the body look like. This is how they talk. This is what they do. And see, what Satan wants to do is he wants to get you disconnected from the body of Christ. 
And once he gets you disconnected, he wants to leave you disconnected as long as he possibly can. This church in itself, we see a lot of people get reconnected to the body of Christ. That's one of the biggest things that we see happen in this church is people get reconnected to the body of Christ. And this is going to sound really weird and really creepy, and I'm going to blame a portion of it on Bob, okay? So just go with me here, okay? Bob told me this story a couple weeks ago. We were working, and uh, it was a, a friend of theirs who cut his thumb off, right, or cut a finger off or something. He was working. I don't know. There was, there was a, a digit that was missing after this work, okay? And uh, as I began thinking about how Satan wants to get us disconnected from the body, I thought the best thing to do was look up research about what happens when you cut your finger off, okay? Now, um, that is a work computer I was using, and so if, if they pull me into the office like, what's going on? Uh, why are you looking at cutting people's fingers off? Um, I'll let you know how that goes. But what, what's interesting is I started reading about this and being disconnected from the body. You know, the longer that you're disconnected from the body, the harder it is to get connected. What's interesting about that is it's not, <laughs> it's not the body that has a hard time. It's the piece that was disconnected. See, a lot of times people don't want to get reconnected to the body of Christ, not because the body doesn't say, we want you to be connected. It's because in individual situations, they found themselves in a spot where they say, you know what, I'm not good enough for the body anymore, and I can't be accepted by the body. It's not the body itself that's done it. And it's, it's, what's, what's amazing is that the body is willing and the body desires that connection. Let me, real quick, show of hands. If you cut your thumb off, would you want it back? Okay, okay, good, good. See, that's, that's exactly what I'm talking about, right? It's the same way with the body of Christ, but see, there are people who have gotten so disconnected that it's so hard for them to see the reality that connection is right there before them, that it is right there, and, and that the body of Christ is longing for this. And here's what's, here's what's interesting. This gets harder the older we get. I also read this creepy, I mean, these are just creepy things I was looking at. You're just going to have to forgive me, okay? If a child cuts its finger off, just, just listen, don't, I, I'm not weird, okay? I usually don't talk about amputation of fingers and stuff. But if a child cuts its finger off, it's way more likely to be able to reattach that finger. So, Bethany, good news for us, just in case. <laughs> They're way more likely to be able to get reconnected. And what's interesting about that is so many people, the farther we get in life, the harder we seem to find to get reconnected. Verses 15 through 20 continue to talk and drive the fact that every member of the body is important. And see, what Satan has done is he has put the body of Christ in confusion by creating a false sense of value in titles. Okay? I'm going to say that again. Satan has put the body of Christ in confusion by creating a false sense of value in titles alone. Too many people undervalue their role in the body because they're worried about a title. If my, you know, a lot, some people will say, well, I'm not the pastor, so it's not as, you know, I'm not, not as important. Eh, wrong. Okay. I need a cool buzzer up here. That'd be cool. Kevin, Kevin will figure that out. Kevin and Chris. Uh, <laughs> yeah. See, because so many people are worried about that, that title that's associated with what they do. 
and they want that title. And you know what's funny is um, I have pastor friends. Um, I love them. They are great people. Um, but I was on a call, and I, I may have mentioned this to you guys once. I was on a call, and uh, the pastor, we were talking about some challenges in our own churches and voicing that and talking about it. And it's, kind of, it's like a small freshman pastor's group. It's like, a, it's like a session where we all just get to sit down and we talk and um, we just kind of say, hey, what's going on? And, and we try to minister to each other through that. And the one said to me, um, hey, Tom, I got to ask you a question because I've got a serious issue that is really tough for me right now. I said, what's that? He's like, he's like, I know you've got some family in your church and such. He's like, how do you get them to call you Pastor Tom? And I was like, I don't. <laughs> and he was like, what, what do you mean? He's like, because they want to call me by my name. I said, what's your name, dude? <laughs> And what's funny is, is um, I've had people ask me that and say that to me. And I said, you know what? When I'm at work, I don't expect people to come up to me and say, hi, v- Vice President of Strategic Development, Tom Curie. <laughs> right? Now, I understand that some people do it out of respect and honor. And all, I, I get all that, right? But so many people are caught up in titles that what it's done is it's allowed other people in the church to belittle their role in the body. Because they've put such an emphasis on this person, on this title, on that role, on this. And let me tell you something. It doesn't matter. We are one in the body of Christ. And it has gotten so disruptive that people see their time as it doesn't, you know, it doesn't really matter if I'm there. It doesn't really matter if I'm engaged in the process. Because as long as, long as, as Tom shows up or, or Shauna shows up or Brian shows up, if, as long as they're there, it, it, it'll be fine, Right? And none of that is right. See, I, th- I thought about it like this. If you went to the gym, okay, I haven't been into the gym in a little while. Bethany's been on me about it, okay? I'm working on it. If you went to the gym and all you did was exercise your right bicep solely, that's it. Now, I will tell you, there are some guys in the gym that are kind of like that. I'm just going to tell you. We've seen them. Um, but if I went to the gym nonstop every single day, two hours a day, and all I did was this motion right here, you know, ju- I just me- I'll just go get it, son, right? What would happen? This, this arm would get jacked. It would be straight jacked. And anytime anyone, anyone would want to arm wrestle me, I'd use this arm, okay? You try to swap arms, I'm out. I'm tapping out. No, it's not, I'm not in it. It's not of God, right? So if we do this solely – and we work out just this part of our body, we're going to look a little jacked up, a little weird. Now, you've seen some of the guys who, like, literally it's just straight upper body, man. You know, and they've got these twigs for legs. And it's like, what? What? What are you doing? And at that point, they're just like, it's too far. It's too late. Like, if I started now, it would just take too long. And so they just keep doing this. And then it's just like a weird shape. It's a weird. But it looks messed up. But you know what? We do that in the body of Christ all the time, all the time. Because what we say is we say, you know what? I'm going to show up for this, but I'm not going to show up to participate in this. And I'm not talking about participating in events, okay? Don't, don't get me wrong. Don't read that wrong. I'm talking about participating as a part of the body of Christ, not participating in the, the fountain. I'm just making stuff up. I don't know, okay? But it's about participating in the body of Christ. And when we disengage because we're like, well, I don't really need to be involved in that. Or, I, you know, I don't really need to get there. And I don't really need to worship with them. I don't really need. What we do is we find ourselves getting weaker and weaker and weaker. And what that does is it doesn't just hurt 
that person. It hurts the body. It hurts the body, guys. Tiff, I'm going to ask you to come up here. And I warned Tiff that I was going to do something, but I did not tell her what, and so she's just going to figure it out as we go. So Tiff's going to sit at this piano, and um, what I'm going to ask Tiff to do is I'm going to ask Tiff to play, just play a beautiful note on the piano. I don't care what it is. Not that note. Hold on. Do a different one. Um, okay, that's good. Okay. So I can ask Tiff to come play this beautiful note on this piano, and it sounds great, and it sounds beautiful, okay? Um, sounds fantastic, right? We love it. All right, Tiff, put your hands behind your back. Play that same note. No, do it. No, all of them. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you see how ridiculous that is? See, this is how the body of Christ is walking around right now. This is how the body, and this is, honestly, this is what it sounds like. Do it. With your face. <laughs> I could do this all day, people. <laughs> all right, you can go. You can go. <laughs> this is, <laughs> but that's how, that's how the body of Christ has looked for so long. Because you know what we've done? We've placed emphasis on certain members of the body, and we've left out others. Because we've decided that there is only certain things that are really important. You know what? It's really just important that we have a great speaker. That's all we really care about. And you know what? For the community, screw the community. You know, let them figure it out on their own. That's what we've done for so long in the church. And what we've done is we've created a great way to have church. We don't want to have church, guys. We want to be the church. That's what we're designed to be. That's what we're designed to do. We are not designed to look like Tiff just did smashing her face in that. <laughs> and you know, here's the, here's the interesting thing about that. Most people do not hate Jesus. Most people do not hate Jesus. Most people hate the representation of Jesus through the church that is here on the earth. You know why? Because it's ugly. <laughs> It doesn't look right. It's deformed. It is not the spotless bride that Jesus is coming back for. I'm telling you that right now. It's not. And as messed up as it is, as wrong as it is, we are, the, we are the ones that have to change that. Every single one of us. By making a commitment every day and saying, you know what? I'm going to be more like Jesus. I don't care if I don't have the right platform. I don't care if my mic isn't loud enough. I don't care what they call me. Actually, what I told him when he said that about, I said, I said, honestly, they call me everything under the sun. <laughs> Most people don't hate Jesus. They hate the representation of Jesus in the church because the church has refused to be like Jesus. We've gotten lost in everything else. We've gotten lost in the lights. We've gotten lost in the smoke. We've gotten lost in all the, the, the silly nonsense that gets groves of people to just come in like a flock. And I'll tell you right now, I'm just not interested in tickling ears and making people feel good about themselves so they could walk out there and watch people die in this community because they don't really care about people because that's not the way Jesus was. Our reach is being stifled because too many of us are refusing to show up and participate in the body of Christ. Not in a church service, in the body of Christ. 
We have to show up. We have to be present. Verses 21 through 25 continue to drive this message home in a different way because what happens in that first, that first passage, it's all about looking at the person next to you and saying, man, I wish I was, wish I was as great as Tiff was playing the keyboard with her face, right? I couldn't even do that, you know? I'd hit 40 keys with my face, you know? <laughs> 50? <laughs> is that what I heard? Is this, a, is this an auction going on? <laughs> uh, but see, we, we get guilty of that. We look at what someone else is doing and we belittle our work in the kingdom. We belittle our purpose in the kingdom. We belittle the work that God has literally called us to do because we think it's not as important as someone else. What, that, what this continues to talk about is looking at it from a different way. Looking at it is saying, I'm the only one that matters. <laughs> That's jacked up. And I will tell you, there are a lot, and I'm not saying this to be mean, but there are a lot of pastors that have gotten this so messed up. That they have allowed everything to, listen, I, I, most of you have heard me tell you this many, many times. I will fail you miserably, and I am not going to be able to be there every time you stub your toe. I've said that many, many times. What a lot of pastors want to do is create an environment where they, you are so dependent on them that without them, you can't imagine going on. And I want you to get as close to Jesus that you realize that Tom is an utter failure. <laughs> I know that doesn't sound right, but that's the truth. Because it doesn't do you any good to get close to me. You can get as close to me as you want, we can have a great friendship and a great relationship, but let me tell you, I will be gone one day and I will not be able to stand before Jesus for you and say, no, 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 they're with me. It's cool. It's good. I talk to them. I can't do that. It's about your relationship with him. And when you are in relationship with him, you will see value in being a part of the body. But the, our view has gotten so distorted of the body because we've allowed that to go on for so, so long. And, you know, people, um, people have gotten frustrated by the church because the church isn't doing its job of reaching out and actually loving people the way that Jesus loved people. Because if you actually read the way Jesus was, I'm telling you what Jesus would do. If you actually read the way he, the way he was and the way he wanted to do things and the way that he tries to be, um, if you read that, you would realize that almost everything that you probably shout and get really excited about and stand on your soapbox about is probably wrong. Because Jesus' views were so different than anyone else's views. And we don't, we don't absorb them because they're so different. <laughs> it's so, it's so um, countercultural to what we really experience and what we see happen in life. But God wants us to be the body. And if we're going to be the body, we have to be committed to a process of working together. Does that mean you are going to like every situation that you run into? No. <laughs> Does that mean you're going to get along with every single person under the sun? No, you're not. But you know what? If we connect under the mission of connecting in the body to do the work of Christ, what I will tell you is you will find that all of these other things, they just they disappear. 
That's what's amazing about this body is that as a church, we can find ourselves in a situation where all of a sudden here are people from all different backgrounds, all different ideas and beliefs who can worship and work for a community together and love each other, right? That's what we do. That's what we do. I'm going to ask you to stand with me as we get ready to close here. Verse 26 says this. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. I believe that this scripture here captures very beautifully how the body of Christ works. How the body of Christ works. This week, we saw that so richly. And I would tell you, and Bethany would tell you the same thing, we saw it to a degree that we had never experienced in our own lives. We had never experienced it. And what Bethany continued to say to me over and over and over is we are actually seeing the church be the church in such a unique, beautiful, amazing way. And what I will tell you is that there is strength in that type of community. There is such strength. And let me tell you, it doesn't need to be all of us in here to see it. They need to see it. This community needs to see it. We need to be able to pour out and love on them in the same riches that we did. This type of love, let me tell you what it does. It changes people's perspective of the church. Because all of a sudden they see something like they've never seen before. Wait, they're, they're serving in that way? Wait, they're, they're, they're doing, that doesn't even, I've never heard of these things taking place. Verse 27 says, now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. So many people have been turned off by the church because of the examples and the experiences that they've seen. How they've seen people react. And the body has done a poor job of showing up when people were in need. People were seriously in need. We would retreat in our corners. And honestly, a lot of times what the church would do would say, well, if they weren't living in sin, maybe we could help them. I didn't once see Jesus go up to someone and say, hey, figure out this whole sin thing you got going on. Get it together. Stop acting like this. And then come back and talk to me. He never did it. He never did it. The church has looked at people and has judged them immediately and has not allowed them to come close because they've been worried about getting drug into the world. Let me tell you something. When you love Jesus, there ain't nothing that's going to get me away from him. I don't care. And there are people who are drug into the world that we need to drag out. We need to save them from their addiction, from their problems, from their challenges, from all of these things. And guess what? We can't do it living in a sheltered four-box church wall that makes us feel safe and cozy about it. we got to be the church out there. We've got to be the church. So today, there are two decisions that I believe that we have to make. The first decision that we have to make is are we going to be connected to the body of Christ? See, because being connected to the body is a decision. It is. It's not like 
my body, my pinky, didn't have a choice, right? <laughs> it's here. And it's going to stay here. Because I know if it's not on ice and it's not to the hospital within 12 hours, it may never get reconnected, okay? I read a lot about this stuff, guys. <laughs> but we have to decide, are we going to be connected? Because Satan wants nothing more than to keep you isolated and separated. Because the longer you're separated, the harder you'll find it to get connected to the body. The other decision we have to make is are we going to be an active member in the body? Not an active member of the church. Don't, don't, don't hear that because I know a lot of churches talk about active members. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about being an active member of the body of Christ. Are you participating in the things that this book is telling us to do? Are you active in the things, in the promises of God that he has destined for you? Are you willing to subject yourself to the word and what he has for you? That's what we have to do. We have to decide that it's not enough for us to show up and consume. We are not meant to just consume. That is not the purpose of being a part of the body, is to sit in and soak it up. It is, it is, you are destined to be active in the body. And when you allow yourself to be active in the body, what you will find is you will find such a rich, beautiful community of people who will love you constantly, who will be there when no one else has been there. See, we long for a relationship in this world. God, God designed us that way, to be in relationship. He did. And we, we run from it so often. We run from it so often when literally all he wants to do is be in relationship with us and experience who he is and cleanse every dark part of our spirit and who we are that we would be made whole and be an active member in the body of Christ. 